Good evening. It's good to see each one of you here tonight. Would you stand with me, please? Let's turn to page 135 to begin tonight. Page 135, Angels from the Realms of Glory. We'll sing all four verses as we begin together. <clears throat> sing out with me on that first verse. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Shepherds in the fields abiding, watching o'er your flocks by night. God with man is now residing, yonder shines the infant light. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Wise men, leave your contemplation, brighter visions beam afar. Seek the great desire of nations, ye have seen his natal star. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Saints before the altar bending, watching long in hope and fear. Suddenly the Lord descending in his temple shall appear. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be back in God's house. Amen. Let's go to the Lord uh, in prayer and ask God's blessing on our services uh, tonight. Uh, Brother uh, Gary Waters, would you pray for us tonight? Amen. Why don't you be seated uh, tonight, and I uh, just have a few announcements and things. I wanted to mention our ladies' uh, meeting uh, went off last night, and uh, thankful for those that were able to be here uh, for that. I know we still got quite a bit of sickness and stuff uh, going around, but I heard our ladies uh, had a wonderful time. Nobody went to jail or anything like that. Amen. That's always a good uh, sign uh, right there. I uh, did just want to mention a few things. Of course, tomorrow night, if you have kids uh, in Faith Baptist School, don't forget about there is a Christmas uh, program practice tomorrow night from 6 to 8 uh, p.m. And then, of course, this coming uh, Sunday, uh, Lord willing, be hosting missionaries Kent and Kathy uh, Hogan, our missionaries to Israel. And so they will uh, be here with us. We'll continue on in our Sunday school lessons. We started 
a uh, series, a small series on the birth of our Savior, and so looking forward to getting into that. And then Brother Hogan preaching in the morning on evening services. Real blessing to have uh, Brother King with us uh, last Sunday, amen, and, and sure thankful we could take him on uh, for support. And then, of course, uh, there will be a teen activity following the evening service uh, this coming Sunday, and so if you have kids in the youth group, make sure that you're aware of that. Then there'll be another practice uh, for the uh, Christmas, the school Christmas program on Monday, December the 12th. And then Tuesday night, be the actual program will take place. Um, that's from, that'll, be, that'll be starting at 7 o'clock, be in here uh, in the auditorium. And so as you can tell, there's kind of lines going and stuff like that. So if you're watching live stream, there's nothing wrong with your TV, amen. Not unless you need a new TV, then there may be something wrong with your TV, all right. So, uh, but anyways, uh, we're kind of, uh, folks have been working behind the scenes and getting ready uh, for that. And then, of course, if you have kids uh, in the school, Christmas break will start uh, Wednesday, December the 14th, so that's next Wednesday night. They'll be dismissing at noon, and I'll be heading back to school on January the 2nd. And then also, don't forget about next Wednesday night is our annual uh, business meeting. And so uh, those are the things coming up. Then we have outreach on the 17th. We'll be doing some Christmas caroling. Looking forward uh, to that. We've got our junior church program on the 18th of December. That's on a Sunday. be during our morning service. Brother Dave Hardy is going to be our guest preacher. And then we have Christmas service on Sunday, December the 25th, and that'll be at 10.30 in the morning, and excited about uh, that and, and the preaching and all of those things, and looking forward to a good month in the Lord and certainly celebrating the birth of our Savior. Okay, if you have your prayer list tonight, uh, do go ahead and get that out. While you're getting that out, I also forgot to mention this, but we do have our Bible reading calendars in for next year. And uh, man, they did a wonderful job. They look really nice. Got our church name and stuff on there. But anyways, for me, this has been the best Bible reading program uh, that I have uh, ever done. It allows you to go through the New Testament twice, uh, the Old Testament once, the, the book of Psalms twice, Proverbs 12 times. And, and so uh, it just kind of lays it out. Uh, if you're like me, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with last year's. Uh, be a fact, I'm in December and I can show you, just so you believe I read the Bible, amen. Uh, but I got all my little check marks and I did today and so we're in Lamentations and uh, mercy. I got a feeling we're going to be experiencing what Jeremiah experienced over Israel. We're going to experience over, over America, amen. And, uh, but just a real blessing uh, there. I do want to encourage you to get one of those. There's plenty back there. If we run out, we've got more to put out. So please make sure to make yourself available uh, to those. All right, our prayer list tonight, and I apologize, I meant to correct the date on that, um, but I printed them off yesterday, and so you got yesterday's to date, but today is Pearl Harbor Day, I'm very aware of that, amen. Uh, but did just want to mention some things uh, tonight, of course we do have quite a bit of sickness that's still uh, been going around, it's good to see Miss Philly here tonight, but she's still not all the way up to par, I know my wife is uh, still at home and sick. And, uh, and then Brother Roy McRae, and uh, still, uh, he got it again. And so pray for uh, Brother McRae as well. And I know we've just got a lot of that uh, still going around. Bradley uh, Watson as well is sick. He normally does our video camera. So Seth is doing it tonight. I'll try not to move too much on him, amen. So he'll, he'll be all right. But uh, anyways, we just got a lot of that stuff uh, still going around. So continue to pray uh, for one another on that. Didn't want to mention Rayleigh Daniels that we were asked to pray for last week as a little infant uh, that had RSV and had to be life lighted. She's out of the hospital and continuing to improve, and so that was a real blessing uh, there. Also wanted to mention Miss Sue Nugent. 
uh, did get her stitches out and everything looks good. So she got a real good report there. And so praise the Lord uh, for that. And then also wanted to mention the Harold Powell family. Uh, that is uh, Matthew Powell. That is Marie Christian's son-in-law and her dad that we had been praying for. Uh, that came out of the uh, that they uh, came out of the coma after they unplugged him. Well, he ended up going ahead and passing away. And so, do be much in prayer for their family. And then I also wanted to mention, lastly, in our missions and our faith promise or our our uh, foreign and home missions on the back page, Brother Shane and Miss Tammy Mallard, our church planners to Poplar Bluff. They had their very first service Sunday and had 19 in the first service. And so, praise the Lord for that. And uh, most all of those were local uh, from the area, and so that was a real blessing uh, there. Okay, so that's the uh, updates, and I know there's a lot of other things, but uh, if you need, need an update tonight or any requests or anything like that, just let us know. Yes, ma'am, Miss Barb? Okay. Karen, what was the last name? V-A-L-L-I-E-R. So Karen Valier with cancer. And a dear friend of uh, Miss Barbara Bellis. And so let's, let's get her on our prayer list. We'll sure remember her in prayer. Absolutely. Okay, Brandon? Okay, so let's pray for Antoine, and uh, the good news is the Lord knows how to spell his name and knows his last name, amen, so, all right, so um, let's pray for uh, him tonight, let's pray for Brandon too, he can be a witness and a help to him, amen. All right, Miss Sue? Okay. And so they said his vision is the vividest voice yet. Okay. Uh, from that cataract surgery, so they ordered him uh, glasses because they needed glasses. Um, so it's, it's okay. You know, he's, he's all right. It's within the glasses. Um, so it's okay. Sick. It just doesn't feel well. Okay. Um, so we'll go ahead and take him off for the cataract surgery recovery, but we'll keep him on there for sure yeah. for the sickness and stuff. So. And then if I could add a friend of ours, um, in Oregon. Okay. All right, so that's Glenn Hudspeth and uh, has a court hearing, and so let's pray for that situation there. Okay, anybody else uh, tonight have a prayer request or an update uh, tonight? Miss Melanie Edler? Okay. Okay. Okay, so this is Serenity Hardman that's on our prayer list. And uh, second column there, about the fifth name down, and they're going to be traveling for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And, um, and just continue to pray for her and then also her, her parents.
and uh, they sure they sure need the Lord for sure. So, anybody else tonight have a prayer request or an update or anything like that? Okay, let's go ahead and have our men uh, come tonight. As the men come, I just wanted to mention tonight. I've been thinking about this, and uh, we're going to go ahead and do this uh, tonight. But normally, right after our offering, we have a missions update. And as you and I know, I, you know, it's, I'm telling you, COVID is just changing everything. And I don't know that it's necessarily COVID. It's just the way that the governments have used it to seize power, really. I mean, and I think ultimately we know the one who's behind the scenes, the prince of the power of the air and things like that. But the reason that I bring that up is because we have so many of our missionaries that we support that are in what you would say are closed countries, so to speak, and they ask us if we would not, um, we would not, you know, post their updates and things like that online. But the thing that has bothered me is that there are some really wonderful letters that I would like for us to be able to share uh, with our church family and to be much in prayer over. And so what we're going to do is from now on, um, and I was planning on starting it after the first of the year, but we're going to go ahead and do it tonight. But we're going to move the missionary update to after the, after the preaching and the invitation tonight. And so at, after that, we'll have the, a quick missionary update and we'll pray uh, for the missionary family as we leave tonight. But this will allow us to get updates from places that we haven't been able to update publicly uh, to our church family. And we always post them out there in the foyer and things like that. But if you're like me, oftentimes the you know you're you're not thinking about things like that and and stuff like that as you go into the outer foyer, and you do need to hear these things, Amen. You do need to know that God is still at work, Amen. So let's pray tonight, and I just wanted to mention that. So right after the offering tonight, Brother Eric's going to come in another congregation, and we'll get started on our preaching tonight. Now that does mean I get to preach longer too, right? So, Amen. Brother Will Kennedy, would you pray for us tonight?
stand with me, please, again. Let's turn to page 434. You know, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but I'm thankful we know who holds tomorrow. Amen. Let's sing the first and last verse together. Just the first and last verse, page 434. I know who holds tomorrow. Sing it out on that first verse. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry for the future, for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand I don't know about tomorrow It may bring me poverty, but the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me. And the path that is my portion may be through the flame or flood. But His presence goes before me, and I'm covered with His blood. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know And great singing. Please remain standing. Get your Bibles ready for the message tonight. Amen. Well, I didn't know if you realize this or not, but we do turn the live stream off after, uh, when we give the invitation. I thought I'd uh, let you know that. I think I'd said that before, but just uh, maybe if you didn't uh, realize it. I, I, you know, uh, number one, I don't think it should interfere with us responding to God's Word. Uh, number two, it's nobody else's business what's going on between you and the Lord, amen? And so I think there should be privacy there. And uh, if you're tuning in live stream and you're going to miss the missionary updates, well, then you need to come to church. Amen. amen. So there we go. I feel better now. I did want to mention this too, and I forgot to mention this in our prayer time. And I apologize, Brother Clark, but Miss Doris Clark, I got to go home. Uh, I mentioned uh, Sunday night she was in uh, the emergency room and uh, she's doing she's at home and doing okay and so praise the Lord for that so that was a real blessing Ephesians chapter number five tonight Ephesians in chapter number five and uh, of course we've been going through uh, our study here and uh, it's good to know that when you're saved you are in Christ Jesus amen and uh, what a blessing that is and so but we're all the way into chapter number 5, and we've gone through quite a bit here. We know that in chapter 4, it becomes very practical as uh, Paul here is dealing with the believers in the church at Ephesus. And so 
Look at verse number 5, and that's where we're going to pick up tonight. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 5. And, <clears throat> and that's where we're going, to, we're going to jump in here. And I realize it's been a few weeks, but hopefully I'll catch your mind up here to what we're about to get into. Okay, so notice in verse number 5, he says, For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. And boy, you I'm telling you, we've seen a lot of that uh, stuff, even in our day, the things like the epidemic of AIDS and, and things like that. Now notice in verse number uh, 7, he says, Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for they were, for ye were sometimes darkness, alright, but now watch this, but now ye, but now are ye light in the Lord. And so here's what he says, walk as children of light. Okay, now if you remember, alright, the emphasis in this chapter has been about our walk uh, in Christ Jesus and our walk being our way of life and how we live. In fact, if you go back to verse number 2, he says, "...and to walk in love, all right, as Christ also hath loved us." But now we see another aspect of our walk. We're to walk, uh, as, we're to walk as children of light. And look at what he says in verse 9, "...for the, Spirit, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth." proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Let me help you with something tonight, child of God. You should not feel ashamed for believing the truth of God's Word. Rather, they ought to be ashamed for their wickedness and their evil. And I'm just telling you, that, that's, the th- that's where we've got to get to tonight as children of light. So he says in verse 13, But all things that are approved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. So we're to walk in light. This is the way that I put it, you know, speaking of light. You know, we saw... Last time where your walk should imitate Jesus Christ. Well, I would say to you tonight, does your walk reflect Jesus Christ? You know, Jesus said this, as long as I am in the world, in John 9, 5, He said this, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But you and I understand this, He's not in the world anymore. He ascended to be seated at the right hand of the Father. But that's also why He said to His disciples, In the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Ye are the light of the world. The idea is this, is that he is the light with the capital L. Light. But if you have been saved and you've been placed in Christ Jesus, then you and I tonight, my friend, are called to reflect that light. That would be the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, would you bless the preaching now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Appreciate you standing in honor of God's Word. You know, really, (laughs) 
<laughs> really, this, this all goes back to verse number 1 that begins the, the chapter here. And notice he says there, he says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And, and we actually pointed this out a couple of weeks ago when we were in this, this verse here, in this passage here. And, and uh, the word followers right there, it literally means this, to imitate. All right, and, and so rightly so, all right, the idea is this, is that we would imitate, all right, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it also includes that phrase, as dear children, because really isn't that, you know, typical of what children often do, is that they imitate uh, their parents. But, but this, is, this is what I've also found, is that not only do children imitate their parents, really, Children, children can be a great reflector of their parents. And, and really, it's kind of along the, the same lines. I, we, were, uh, we were sitting in the living room the other night and discussing something. And I, I can't even remember. I was asking my wife tonight before I came to church if she remembered. And we, we couldn't. It was just something we were talking about in, in passing as a family. We were all sitting around uh, in the living room. And, and anyways, I don't remember what, it was about food or, or something like that. And my son just popped off with this witty remark. And of course, we all died laughing. And then my wife looked at me and said, that is your son. And to which I looked at him and I said, that's my boy, you know. And, and uh, we were laughing about that. Well, why? Because he is a reflection of me. And I, I mean, he, he, I mean he's, he has got... He can just pop these things off sometimes, and I'm like, now sometimes he gets himself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Trained him well, amen. So, and I, you know, he's, he's got his, uh, he calls it the Stuart Twinkle, the Stinkle. That's what he calls it, anyways, he's, he's got a lot of problems. Pray for him, amen. He's, he's a, but here, but I, I've also, I, you need to also, uh, listen, I, I know this, it also works that way with my daughters, because, uh, in fact, this past Sunday, we were, uh, we had just finished up services, and, and we were, you know, heading out, and, and I was talking to Brother Seth, uh, uh, a wisdom about the Junior Church Christmas program uh, that's coming up, and was just, hey, you know, how, how's that been going, and all of that, and he's, you know, well, it's, it's been going pretty good, and then he looks at me with this, this Seth wisdom smirk on his face, and he says, it's, it is going to be pretty interesting, though, because, because Emily has a tendency to move around during the music. And what he was talking about was, you know, she kind of starts, you know, bobbing her head. And anyway, it's, it's the Baptist dance, all right? It's, and, I, and listen, without batting an eye, I looked at him and said, she gets that from her mother. Walked right. Now, now listen, now we could argue all night over who she really gets it from, but that's not the point. You, you understand? The point is this, is that children not only imitate their parents, they reflect their parents. And I listen, and again... I would say to you tonight, friend, that, that, should, that should greatly challenge us as parents and, and grandparents, maybe even convict us, because if you and I desire tonight to have godly offspring, then we've got to be godly ourselves, because they are going to imitate you, and they are going to reflect you. I, man, I'm telling you, my pastor always said this, if you want to find out what, what people really think about you, then, then watch how their children behave around you. Well, why? Because they reflect their mom and dad. They hear really what's being said behind the scenes. And whether you're having roasted preacher on the way home for lunch, 
on Sunday afternoon. Amen. I'm just telling you they do. So I'm just saying to you that should challenge us and that and that should convict us. But at the same time, that's also the illustration of the passage. See, just as our children imitate us or they reflect us, well, my friend, we're to imitate Jesus Christ and to walk in love, but we're also to reflect Jesus Christ. Well, how? By walking in light as the children of light that God's called us to be. And that's what our text begins to deal with tonight. And, and so let's see some things from this tonight. Look at verses 5 through 10. And this is what I would begin to say to you tonight is this, the meaning of darkness and light. So he says in verse number 5, he says, he says this, he says, For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And then he goes on and says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And, and really, I think definition-wise, it's, it's pretty obvious here, as well as other places in the Scripture. Okay, We know this. That darkness represents that which is evil. And light represents that which is holy. I mean, listen, isn't that what John said about, about God in 1 John 1, 5? This then is the message that we have heard of Him, talking about what they heard of Jesus Christ. And then He says, and declare unto you, and here's the message, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. So you understand right there, and I think that's pretty clear, that light in that passage would refer to the holiness and the purity of our God. Well, that friend, that, that, that He is light and in Him is no darkness at all. It's talking about His purity and His, and His holiness, but, but Jesus would also say this in John three nineteen. He would say this, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, talking of Himself, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So could we all, no, 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 come on, come on. Couldn't we say there that just as holiness is synonymous with light, then obviously that, that in that verse that darkness is synonymous with that which is evil. Sure, I think so. And that's pretty much the way it's presented here in our text tonight. If you look in verse number 8, it says, For you are sometimes darkness. And so right there, darkness is finally mentioned. So it's not mentioned until verse number 8. But when it's used here, it's used to refer to those things which begin the paragraph in verse number 5. Look at verse number 5. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So if you'll notice here in, in each word in verse number 5, it's really a reference back to what was already mentioned in verse number 3. So notice in verse number 3, he says, But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as become as saints. And so you understand it's all all of these things describe the lust of the flesh. It's what they 
they describe. Oh, come on, let me not bore you with definitions here, but you do need to know what this is, okay? So, so let, me, let me just catch, catch you up here. The word whoremonger is used instead of fornication. Now, this is interesting because it's the Greek word pornos. Now, that ought to get your attention because I think it's pretty obvious is where we get our English word pornography. And so you'd understand that, that it's really one that's participating in any type of sexual sin, whether it be prostitution or fornication or adultery or just simply watching pornography. Well, that's, and then uncleanness is still means a, a perverseness of any type. Covetousness is still involving sexual sin uh, as, uh, such as adultery. And, 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 but notice here, look at verse number 5 again. He says, nor, nor a covetous man, and watch this, he says, who is an idolater. So, so here a person that, that is participating in this is also called an idolater. I thought, man, that's interesting. And oh, you can read the commentators and they'll, they'll tell you that, well, you know, sexual sin. Uh, the sexual sin that, that, like the aforementioned, it was often acquainted with the worship of the false gods and in those days, and, and that's absolutely true, but, but, but you also got to understand this, and, and we could make that connection and all of that, but here's what I would say to you, is that it shows us how people caught up in this type of perverseness and lifestyle, they have a tendency to objectify people. Whether it be those they're pursuing after, or their own selves. Do you ever think about this? And I, I don't know, maybe this is just me and maybe I'm going a little too far with it in my thinking, but I would think you would agree with me that ever since we have dethroned God in America and we have made ourselves God, it is of no coincidence that we have become a very sexually perverse people. Well, why is that? Well, because we've made ourselves idols. And the end result of that is becoming objects and obje objects of our sexual lust, whether it be the one that we're pursuing after or it be of our own selves and trying to figure out which gender we are and what bathroom we ought to use and whether we ought to wear a skirt or pants. So what's going on in our day and time, friend? And it's of no coincidence. But you've got to grab a hold of this because in verse number 3 that we looked at, that was a contrast to, 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 to the love of Jesus Christ. And what he was saying there when he was mentioning all of those things was this, is that we're to walk in love and not in, in lust of, of the flesh. And I realize that in our world today, we've confused love with lust, but he makes it clear, Christ makes it clear, that real biblical agape, God's love, it is not that which is perverted and wicked, Rather, it is sacrifice and serving others. That's what Jesus Christ did. But you got to grab a hold of this. When you get into verse 5, and the same things are mentioned, now he's not contrasting love and lust. Now he is saying very clearly that all of these things are downright evil. You don't believe me? Look at the last part of the verse. So he goes down and he says this. He talks about the whoremonger and the unclean person and the covetous man who is an idolater. But then he says this. For he, for he starts it out. For this you know. And here's what he says. All of these that he mentions hath, 
hath any inheritance, they don't have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. I think it should stop you in your tracks. Because if you ask me, that's a powerful thought, especially when so many in our day and time claim to know Christ as their Savior and on their way to heaven, yet they live exactly like what was just mentioned in verse number 5. Well, you, you know, preacher, I mean, you, we all sin after we... No, 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 I, I get that, and I, and I understand that, but, 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 and I realize that a person can be saved, and they still sin, and they can still feel, uh, fail in these areas, but on the other hand, please get this tonight, there is an expectation in God's Word that He desires that your life would change. And my friend, when you claim to know Jesus Christ is your Savior... Yet there has been no change and you are still living in the pervertedness and wickedness of your life and in your mind, then my friend, something is spiritually wrong. Something is spiritually wrong. And I'm just saying to you, either you didn't get born again of the Spirit of God, you didn't truly humble yourself and repent, and it may be tonight that you need to get a spiritual checkup and just go ahead and get right with God. Oh, come on, preacher, you trying to make me doubt my salvation? No, but I'm sure trying to make sure that you are truly saved. Because I'm sick and tired of this bunch in our day and time that wants to associate Jesus Christ with the pervertedness and the wickedness of our day and link them both together and say, this is okay. My friend, it's not okay. That is not evident of a person that has been born again and had the love of God shed abroad in their heart through the Holy Ghost. It's not okay, friend. It's not okay. And we have, got, we have heard this stuff so much and so much and so much and we've been inundated with it that we're starting to believe it. But when you get in the Word of God, you find something entirely different than the message of the world. That here's what Paul says. That people that are doing these things, they're not inheriting the kingdom of Christ and of God. They're not saved and they're not going to heaven. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just telling you, I think we ought to stop and just, just, you know, just hold up for a minute and go, whoa. And maybe it is that people do need to repent. But I'm just telling you, maybe it is people do need to get right with God. And people do need to be truly born again of the Spirit of God. But I'm telling you, there ought to be a difference that takes place in your life after you've been saved. My friend, you've been called out of darkness and into light. What's going on? Well, I guess I better move on. It's getting quiet in here. But you've got to understand, I mean, I don't get, I'm not preaching all through the month of December on Sunday, so I've got to preach on Wednesday night, so it's probably going to be a little long. I, don't get me wrong, man. I do need a breather. I need a breather. And I praise God I had not had anybody come up and start running their mouth and go, why ain't you preaching? Because I, I need a break. And I need to get some. I need to get some preaching. And I'm thankful that God's allowed... Allowed me to do that, but I'm telling you on Wednesday night, we're going to shuck the corn. And I'm just telling you, and I'm, the, the seriousness of that, that's a powerful verse. And you and I need to grab a hold of that and understand those things because we're living in a day where the, the, I'm just telling you, the wickedness of this world and this culture and, and the holiness and the righteousness of Jesus, it's, it's, they're, they're trying to do away with all of that. And really, they, I'm telling you, they're worshiping a false god. It really is idolatry. 
really what it is. But this is what I want you to catch, okay? So let's, let's move on here. I don't want to just, just stop right there and spend the whole night there, though I could. Because this is what I want you to catch, okay? Grab a hold of this, okay? Where in verse 3, now watch this. Where in verse 3, Paul used these things, all right, as a contrast to love, to, to show us what it means to really walk in love. What I believe he's doing right here is he's using it as a contrast to light. To show us not, not only what light is supposed to be, but also what darkness is. If I could say, oh, come on, grab, grab a hold of this with me. Darkness and light are the polar opposites of one another. Do you, do you understand that? Do, do you, I want you to think about this. They cannot be together. They can't be together. Now, don't come to me and afterwards with some nonsense, you know, intellectual argument. I mean, you know. But what I'm, but what, but here's, think about this. You cannot have darkness where there is light. You can't. Uh, uh, otherwise, there's no more light. And you cannot have light where there is darkness. Otherwise, you have no more darkness. They, they can't exist together. And, and, and the usage, what, what I'm trying to get across to you tonight is this, is that the usage of terminology like this, it is meant to be a sharp contrast, a polar opposite, if you will. And here's why. So that those two things aren't confused at all. You know why? Because He's going to tell them to walk in, as children of light. And so just to be clear... You need to know what light is, and you need to know what darkness is, because if you're a child of the light, you have no business over here. Because, now watch, because here's why. Because light is what gives us distinction. And distinction gives us influence. And my friend, if you lose if we lose our distinction, we lose our influence. And then that's exactly what's going on in our day and time. In fact, look at what he says here. I, there, there is, as he deals with these things that he lists here in verse number 5, there is warning after warning after warning to show you that if you're saved, you have no business being here. In fact, in verse number 5 that we already looked at, he says this, that people that are doing these things, they have no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. You know what he's saying? He's saying people that participate in this are lost. Therefore, if you are saved tonight, why on earth are you participating in this? You have no business participating in this. You have been bought with a price. You have been placed in Christ Jesus. Your position has changed. You have no business participating in this. And just to be clear, look down at verse number, six, uh, verse number 6 and 7. He says this, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. So here, you know what he deals with? He deals with deception. Because, because, there will always be those with ear-tickling messages that tell you 
that you can live in darkness and it'll be okay. But that's simply not true. In fact, he points that out. He said, "Listen, you 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 can't you, you listen. It's 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 look at look at this. It says, notice for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of of disobedience." Come on, folks. Look at the diseases that's rampant in our day and time from sexual perversion. Look at the broken homes and the destroyed families, which now is beginning to destroy the very fabric of our society. It's almost like God knew what He was talking about when He said the plan for the home is one husband to married to one wife for one lifetime. A little sarcasm in there because He knew exactly what He was talking about. But you understand what I'm saying? I mean, listen, He's, he's warning them and saying, no, 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 no. If you, listen, if you buy into this stuff, please catch this. There are, there are consequences to the, these things. And I'm, I'm just, again, I'm just telling you, this is exactly the day in which we're living in because the perverseness of both verses 3 and 5 are being celebrated in American Christianity. I'm not, and folks, I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about the sodomite movement and, and the transgenderism, though we could talk about that. Because that's being celebrated in American Christianity. And it is vile, and it is wicked. It is darkness. Is everybody catching this? It is darkness. And there are severe consequences with that stuff. Not just, listen, there are eternal consequences. Because I'm telling you, people are going to stand before God, they're going to be judged, and they're going to be cast into the fires of hell for their wickedness and their evil. I'm just telling you, no matter what they claim or what they say, or how they label us. This is darkness, friend. But well, I'm, listen, and I could sit here tonight and tell you, uh, you know, some of the stories of things that are going on in, in pulpits and, 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 and churches across America and how vile and, and wicked they are. But the bottom line is this, what Paul is saying to these believers is this, don't be lured in by that stuff. Darkness and light are polar opposites. And we have no business over in the darkness. We're called to be children of light. It's vain, friend. It's empty. It comes with a cost because no matter, I'm telling you, no matter what, it, it, it's really, it's darkness. And then look at verse number 8. He even says this. He says, for ye were sometimes darkness. You know what he's saying? He's saying, listen, if you're saved, that, that may have very well been part of your past life. And maybe you're here tonight and saying, well, preacher, I was raised in a Christian home. Praise God for that. But you were still dead in your trespasses and sins. And you were still in darkness. It may not have been as dark as some of the wickedness that this is talking about, but it was still in darkness. But what Paul is saying is this, is that if you're saved, your life should be different. Folks, I'm telling you tonight, listen, I, I don't... I don't want to come into church and hear the same music I was listening to on the radio as a lost man. I remember there was a church, a, a quote-unquote church in Cassville. And one of their praise band songs for the service that day was a song by ACDC. And I'm like, you have lost your mind. That is vile. And people are talking about how cool it was. I'm like, that's not cool, that's darkness. Yeah. 
That's wicked. Is everybody catching this? I don't, listen, listen, let me, no, no, no. Because it's not just that. Let me help you with something else. I don't want to walk in church and it feel like the places I went to as a lost man. Dark. Smoky. Fog lights. That was like some of the concerts I went to as a teenager. I'm talking about rock and roll and country music and all that junk. I'm going to tell you something. That's got no business in the house of God. Is anybody catching this? It's got no business in the house of God, in the preaching of God's Word. Not, no, 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 no. And I, well, preacher, you know, we're going to have a Christmas plate. No, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about the preaching of God's Word and having a church service. And I don't think we've got to make it like this is not a stage. This is a platform and a pulpit made of wood for the preaching of God's Word. And let me, let me, help, let me help you with this. And I don't, I don't, I don't want... I don't want things to sound like the things that I heard as a lost man. And, I, I, and I'm talking about gossip and slander and backbiting and criticism and, and some of the carnal things that are being said among God's people and God's churches. I'm going to tell you something. That's got no business in the house of God. No, that's, that's called Darkness. That's called darkness. Okay, so preacher, what? Well, okay, so we, he you, he made it pretty clear here what darkness is, and and we're not to walk in it. So so what does it mean then to walk in the light? How how do we do that? Well, if you look in verse number eight, he says he says, "For you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord." And he says, "Walk as children of light." But notice there's a colon here, and the thought continues, and here's what he says. He says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. That's very different than fornication and uncleanness and covetousness. Wow. So, so how do we get those things out of our life? Well, doesn't he say that these things are the fruit of the who? I knew you was going to get back to that. Reading your Bible in prayer. Well, it's not that I'm getting back to it. It's that Paul's getting back to it. It's that the Bible's getting back to it. Well, what, what, what do you mean? Well, well here's the thing. Don't, don't you think that if you want to walk in the light, then, then that would mean us yielding ourselves and submitting ourselves to the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God? Because after all, He is holy. Yeah. Be, be a fact, look at verse number 10. He says... Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, how do you prove what's acceptable to the Lord? Don't you find out what He said about it? Isn't that amazing? You just, listen, you want to walk in the light, then go back to the Word of God. 
and go back to humbling yourself and letting the Holy Spirit lead you in the things of God. And I'll tell you this, don't come to me and go, well, you know, the Spirit's leading me, but it's something contrary to this book because He's not going to lead you something to, you know, into something contrary to what He authored. Amen. Don't you understand, friend? God's not shortchanged us. It's not like we got to sit here tonight and go, well, you know, God says walk in light, but I just have no idea what that looks like. Amen. Open your Bible. Submit yourself to the Spirit of God. Isn't it amazing how He speaks to you about things that sometimes even a preacher don't even talk about? I remember getting a letter one time from a church planner up in Minnesota, of all places. Man, I'm sure glad for those guys because I don't have to go there. (laughs) And he was talking about a guy that got saved, and he was writing an update, and he said, man, the guy, he's sitting in his office one day, and the guy that just got saved, he comes in and brings all of his CDs and, and rock music and all this stuff, And he hands it to the preacher and he says, I don't want this stuff anymore. God's been convicting me about it and dealing with me about it. And he said, what do I do with it? And the preacher looks at him and goes, well, I don't want it. I would have been like, what do you got here, man? No. No, he goes, throw it out there in the trash. Don't keep it. Don't give it to somebody else. Throw it away. Because nobody needs that junk. But here's what was funny. He said, this is what's funny. I've not preached one time on, on rock music and its wickedness and its influence on our hearts and minds. I've not dealt with it in discipleship or any of those things. You know what it was? It was the Spirit of God convicting him and dealing with him. You know what he was saying? Come out of that darkness and into the light. And what I'm saying to you, friend, is this. Don't sit here tonight and go, well, I'm just not sure what light is. No, go ahead and humble yourself and submit yourself to the Spirit of God and the Word of God, and you'll find yourself walking in the light. It's not like this stuff's real complicated. And praise God it's not. Because some of you might be in for that, but I'm like, I'm not. I need simple, easy. Keep it. You know, get the cookie jar down there where I can get me a cookie out. You know what I'm saying. But here, listen, let's keep going. I only got two points tonight. Here's my second point. Aren't you glad for that? All right, I guess not. Well, I got five points then. Fine. Look at, because here, look at what, here's, because really, what, here's what I think, okay? This is the way I look at this. Is that in, in verses 5 through 10 that we looked at, we kind of see the, the how to. How to, you know, come out of the darkness and into the light. And how to do that, you know, to, to, to put away the darkness and, and to get into the light, the light of God's Word, and, and, and to submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit of God. But beginning in verses 11 through 15, it's what I would say is you kind of see the why. Because look at what he says. He says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are uh, done uh, of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest. Did you see that? Manifest. By the light. Hmm. So you kind of have this meaning of darkness and light. It's two polar opposites, and we're to get out of the darkness and into the light. But now you have this manifesting of darkness through the light. You ever, you know, gotten up early on, you know, in the morning and maybe made you a pot of coffee and get your Bible out and get ready to do devotions, and you just, you know, you, you got the window open there so the sun can shine through, and, and you start seeing that sun beaming through the window, and man, it's, it's really, it's just beautiful until you start seeing all this dust. 
and all these particles. And then you think to yourself, I'm going to hold my breath. I don't want to breathe that in. You, you know, you didn't, you'd have never seen that had the light not shined in. What, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get across to you tonight is this, is that how, how can we expect this world to see their need for a Savior when we're living in the same darkness they are? My, my friend, we, we need to come out of the darkness and, and be in the light. And then we need to turn around and, and reflect that light into the darkness of this world. Well, why? So that others can see their need to be saved. So, so, so how do I do that? Well, well, couldn't we say this tonight? Why don't you start by standing up for what's right? I mean, look, that's, look, at, look at verse number 11. He says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but, but rather reprove them. And that's really what the word reprove means in verse number 11. And even down in verse number 13. And here what Paul is saying is this, is that instead of going along with the darkness... Take a stand against it. Please, please listen to this tonight. If you don't get anything else, get this. It's going to cost you to live in the darkness of this world. But it's also going to cost you to walk in the light. But I would rather pay what's required of me for walking in the light. Did you get that? than to have the consequences of living in the darkness. Now that wasn't even on my notes, that was all free. But you need to grab a hold of that because here's why. Because we're getting to those days. We're getting to those days, friend. And I'm telling you, you need to listen to this tonight. You, you, need, to, you need to grab a hold of this, friend. Because what, what he's saying here is this, is that we're to walk in the light meaning this, and we're to reprove them, and we're to call it out for being what it is, which is wicked and darkness. In fact, look at verse number 12. He says, For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. There are some things, there are some things that people still need to be ashamed of. I'm going to tell you something. Listen, mmm. They need to go back in the closet and some of this garbage. Well, I just don't. No, 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 no. I don't care. I don't care. I'm telling you exactly what he's saying here tonight. They need to be ashamed of it. Watch this. But how they're going to be ashamed of it when we're not ashamed of it. But then in verse number 13, he says, But all things that are approved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. So, so if we walk in the light and take a stand for that which is right, what he's saying is this, that their darkness is made manifest. All right, listen, you can take this for what you will, but right, listen, it's, it's sad. It really is, it's sad. If you're a Christian tonight, but your coworker or your family members or your neighbors or your friends 
They can come to you and they have every bit of ease of telling you a dirty joke or showing you a perverted picture or talking about something wicked and ungodly and they don't even bat an eye at it. That's not a good testimony on your part. You getting this? Listen, and, and you need to take a stand tonight. And let me help you with some things. That starts with this. You personally deciding tonight, I'm going to walk in the light. I'm going to submit myself to the Spirit of God and I'm going to get in the Word of God and I'm going to follow what God says for me to do and I'm going to start living right and living like I'm supposed to because here's the thing. You have no business reproving anyone if you're not doing that. Because you will immediately be perceived as a hypocrite. Do you know this? That's why the word reprove is used and not the word rebuke. You know what reprove, what the difference is? To reprove someone, listen to this, to reprove someone. Reprove means to admonish someone with proof. Okay, so what's the proof? It's supposed to be you. But secondly, let me also say this. It matters how you take a stand. I said it matters how you take a stand. You, you don't have to be ugly about it. Because that too would, would be darkness. I'm just telling you tonight, you don't have to be ugly. Because that too, I, I, remember, I remember when I first got saved. And I was at Victory Bible Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. And we were having a car, car wash in the teen department to raise money for the kids. And I was helping out the kids and stuff and washing, doing whatever and washing the cars and stuff. And there was this guy pulled his, uh, pulled his jalopy up. I don't know if you know what a jalopy is, but anyways. He pulled it up and he stepped out and he wanted his car wash. And he's sitting out there and we're scrubbing away and working. And man, this guy starts using all this vulgar language and just cussing and filthy and, and perverted. And I'm thinking, mercy. Man, does it, you're in a church parking lot. These are kids. And I'll never forget Brother, Brother Tony Smith, one of the men in the church, a dear man of God, dear, dear faithful man of God. He just very graciously, and I was standing right there, very gracious. Now, brother, now listen, you're in a church parking lot and teens are washing your car. You need to be careful about, about what you say, and we, we would appreciate that. And do you know, listen, when someone is confronted with that type of spirit and attitude, this guy couldn't help but to feel about that small. You, you know why? Because some light just shined in on his darkness. You catching this? And I listen. I, I I remember, and I remember working in a welding shop in Springfield, Missouri, and while I was training for the ministry, and and there were some guys uh, over in a couple of booths over, and a couple of welding booths over, and they were all sitting around. And this was back when they had the old flip phones and stuff like that, but they were just starting to get where they were texting and, and things like that. And I remember they all, somebody had their little flip phone out and there was about two or three guys over there and they were all looking at some dirty picture on the phone. I didn't have no idea. I just heard some guys laughing and I had some free time. And so I walked over and I said, hey guys, what's going on? And the guy went, uh, that was holding the phone went just like this, shoo, doo, close his toolbox. And the other two guys scattered like cockroaches when the light turns on. And I said, what's going on? And he goes, you probably don't want to see that preacher, man. And I said, you're probably right. And I'm not trying, listen, I'm not trying to toot my own horn tonight, but I will say this, there was another guy there in the shop that 
uh, claimed to be a Christian and claimed to go to some Baptist church or whatever. And I'm going to tell you something. They wouldn't have batted an eye had he come around because he'd have joined right in with them. And folks, I'm, I'm just telling you, this is exactly why we're not seeing people saved in our day. We lose our influence because... Listen, when he says this in verse number three, let it not be once named among you as become as saints, but boy, it's named among us. But here's the third thing. Look down at verse number 14 and we'll wrap it up tonight. (laughs) He says, wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. And I really believe this. It's an abbreviated quote of Isaiah 60 and verses 1 and 2. And there's a lot of discussion on who he's quoting or what he's quoting or whatever. But I believe it's that. But the point of the verse is to call call us to the first two things. He says, you know, it's basically this. Come out of darkness ourselves and say something. But then also notice the last part of that. He, so he says, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead. Look at this. And then he says this, And Christ shall give thee light. So it matters if you'll make a personal decision tonight to walk in the light. It matters how you, how you stand uh, for, against darkness. But also this, folks, we, we need the courage to stand. I, I said this earlier. But we are living in a culture that is shaming us to be quiet. And I'm afraid we're falling for it. And I'm not anybody, and I'm not any better than anybody else in here. Listen to me, I'm not preaching down at you tonight. I'm preaching to me too. And I believe we're falling for it. And I believe I believe this, and you 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 can say what you want for you, but I know for me, I believe we're cowering in fear. And I believe one of the big reasons as to why is because especially with the group that I'm looking at in here, I don't think it's so much that we're living in darkness, though you very well could be tonight. I don't know. But I don't think it's so much that we're living in darkness, but I think it's this. It's that we're trying to live in the light without really walking with the light. And I'm talking about Jesus Christ. We have an outward form of obedience, but we've got an inward form of apathy. And you know what Paul's saying right here? Wake up. Wake up. Listen, being in the light is not just about living a separated life from sin. It's also about walking with God in prayer. Folks, it's about being so filled up with Him that when you step out of the prayer closet, you just can't help but to reflect that which you've been around. This is an interesting scientific fact for you. Pretty awesome to go out at night and the skies are clear in Kansas and look up and see the stars and see that big old moon shining. I mean, if it's a full moon, it's not awesome if you're a nurse. I mean, my wife will tell you that. I mean, Something about crazy people come out in the full moon. And they go to the hospitals. I mean, I don't. Do you know this, though, that the moon doesn't shine? It reflects. 
It reflects the sun on the other side of the earth. Isn't that amazing? The closer it is to the sun, the fuller it gets. I'm just saying to you that maybe we need to get closer to the S-O-N-E, or S-O-N, not the S-U-N. The S-O-N-E. I, listen, I'm not an English major. Leave me alone. But I'm just saying to you, maybe the reason we're not reflecting Christ like we should and we're struggling with the fear of men is because we're not where we need to be with God inwardly. And we can be striving to live right, do right, and be obedient. And that's real good. But if your inward heart is full of just apathy and fear and worry and discouragement and unbelief and because you haven't been spending time with God in prayer and walking with God, you're going to struggle. And you're going to live in fear and shame and be quiet when really what people need to be doing is being scared of you. Wonder what so and so thinks about it. But they're not going to like this. But they're not going to be happy with this. Hmm. I think I'm going to keep this from them out of respect for their walk with God. Pretty interesting stuff. What about you tonight? You walking in the light? You're reflecting Christ? And it starts with a personal resolve tonight. Let's all stand.